Hello, hello, welcome back. It is episode 10 of Gutted. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, huge apologies for the video silence on Gutted over the last few months. It's been an incredibly busy time despite the ongoing pandemic situation so I just wanted to do a little apology and um, a little thanks to people who've reached out and thank you just for being patient. Um, I have a ton of podcasts lined up for you so I can't wait for you to hear some of the guests that we've got coming on. I think there's going to be some really interesting discussion. I'm going to be promoting the up and coming podcast on my social media so that's on twitter at health underscore fuel and on instagram at fuel underscore for underscore health so if you go on there and check that out then you'll be um you'll be the first to know about when new episodes are coming on stream but today um today we are welcoming 31 year old sofia delgaizo who um, worked for seven years in the mental health field before she decided to take the leap of faith and follow her passion and retrain as a nutritional therapist. She completed a four-year qualification at the Institute for Optimal Nutrition. Hello, Sophia. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to Gutted. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm really excited to chat to you and learn a little bit more about your story um so yeah let's just get kicked off like tell us a little bit more about yourself and your experience with psoriasis yeah well thank you for having me on the podcast um yeah so I'm a recently qualified nutritional therapist so I studied at the Institute of Optimum for Nutrition for four years and before that I was working for the government um in mental health so inspecting mental health hospitals but always had an interest in diet lifestyle well-being Mm. um quite from a young age really but I think it really stemmed from going through psoriasis and seeing how diet and lifestyle for me really helped, um, you know, manage my symptoms. So yeah, my journey with psoriasis, um, it's been quite a long one, it seems, but touch wood. um, Yeah, I've been, you know, mostly free now for seven years, but. um, That's similar to me, actually, I'm six years. um, So it must have kind of cleared around around about the same time. No, no, it's it's yeah, so nice to you know, yeah. um, be um, mostly clear. But yeah, so when I was um, around eighteen years old, that's when it all started, really. Um, and when I think about my triggers and things like that, I was in a toxic relationship with somebody mm-hmm. for um, the prior two years. Um, I was studying for my A levels. Mm-hmm. I was like most eighteen-year-olds going out drinking, partying, yep. no sleep, yep. <laughs> just basically like the perfect storm, really, for you know. And then yeah, um, a week before I got my diagnosis for psoriasis, I had a really bad throat infection. Interesting. Yeah, because there has been links between um, mm-hmm. throat infections and psoriasis. And yeah, then about a week later, I just erupted with little pink. Um, kind of rainbow drops all over my skin and I was like what the hell is this like, I had no <laughs> idea where it comes from so it started off relative like in a small patch on my skin yeah. and then um 
I think over the space of maybe a week or two weeks, it went everywhere. Um, my face, you know, my belly, my back, my legs, my arms. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we went to the doctors and they diagnosed me with um, a form of psoriasis called guttate psoriasis. Mm-hmm. They gave me um, some topical steroid creams, which were good in the fact at the time I used it, it would yeah. stop. Yeah. If I stopped using it, it popped back up. Um, so yeah, that, and then I went to, I was going on a girl's holiday, um, you know, in a month's time, mm-hmm. I went to the doctors to say, do you think this is a good idea? It was Zanti, lots of drinking. <laughs> I knew, it. I, I just wanted to get some confirmation from him whether yeah. he thought it would be a good idea. But he said, alcohol doesn't really affect it. Diet doesn't affect it. Yeah. So being a bit naive, you know, I went ahead and went on the girl's holiday and it just, <laughs> kind of spiraled out of control on a girl's holiday in a bikini just having red dots everywhere yeah that's so tough so when I got home me and my mum were just like you know we need to look Mm. outside of you know the GP's advice you get on doctor I think it would be looking on forums Mm. um I don't think Instagram and Facebook was around then um really so it's just looking on forums really see what people were saying and lots was coming up about you know cod liver oil fish yeah um you know alcohol um so we just I was a vegetarian at the time but I agreed to start supplementing with um cod liver oil Mm. I drank lots of water um just try to eat like fruits um fresh fruits and vegetables and it's I started healing um and started seeing you know um my patches you know going and I didn't really have to use medication anymore um so yeah that kind of gave me a bit of a taster and Mm -hmm. you know thinking that oh okay my diet my lifestyle does have an effect on um, the skin condition that I've got and it doesn't just affect your physical body mentally and emotionally it's just really I was really self-conscious mm. um, because when gutate I'm not sure if this is for every psoriasis but when gutate psoriasis heals it leaves little white dots as well yeah. mm-hmm. um, so my, I was just literally covered in white dots everywhere even though the psoriasis had gone and I think that really affected me mentally and emotionally and then yeah I had three further outbreaks following and they those three further outbreaks started um, towards the end of my university degree. And yeah. um, the whole of university for me was just partying, studying hard, no sleep. Yeah. Um, so kind of, again, yeah, a perfect storm for triggering uh, my psoriasis. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were quite severe. Again, the whole of my body covered. And again, went to the doctors, got the same um, steroid creams, but again, popping it on, they would go and then come back afterwards. Mm. But being naive again at university, when it would go, I'd just carry on drinking. Um, That's the thing. And I think if you're asking the question, like I asked the question about diet and about lifestyle to various specialists that I saw, actually, dermatologists and others. Yeah. And, and it was always very much kind of like, no, that won't impact your skin in any way so I think that does kind of give you a bit of free reign because yeah. you almost resign to the fact yeah. you're like oh well nothing's gonna change it so I'll just keep going the way I'm going whereas I think if some of the professionals that you we might have seen along the way yeah. had told us something different then you would have really had a closer look at your lifestyle um 
so I think that's a shame for a lot of people because like like probably both of us you get kind of trapped in that in that cycle I was interesting to hear that that you had a kind of throat infection before your psoriasis started Mm -hmm. did you have antibiotics for that do you remember no no I just I remember just kind of riding it out thinking okay. I've got a sore throat it's in the middle of the summer you know it wasn't okay. winter yeah but I think looking back I was just stressed I had an awful relationship yeah. with mm. an ex-partner I was just drinking I just really wasn't looking after myself okay. I was just okay. kind of burning the candles yeah because I just I only asked because I so my psoriasis started basically I got my um, medical notes like my medical history um, and looked back and my psoriasis started at kind of 16 and it was just after I'd had kind of tonsillitis and three rounds of broad spectrum antibiotics mm-hmm. so it was quite interesting because I think it was a time when you're quite hormonal um, as a young girl you're you know obviously had these kind of like throat infections mm-hmm. and then I was taking broad spectrum antibiotics like amoxicillin like a number of times mm. um so that on top of kind of like bad diet because you're eating outside the home I know um, drinking and things yeah. you know and other things partying staying at late so it was like a kind of combination of like these things that you do in your teenage years um and it was kind of interesting to see how like a little bit like you it's like a kind of combination yeah. of all these things coming together and then when you don't appreciate the impact of that you kind of continue that on into your kind of late teens and early 20s and late yeah. 20s you know mm-hmm. um so yeah it's it's a bit of a shame but so what kind of things then now like um you know tell me a little bit about what your kind of diet is like now and and maybe like some lifestyle tips as well like what Mm. kind of things do you adhere to now or that really work for you now to be seven years like pretty much clear yeah so I think after the fourth outbreak I was like this is I've had enough of this I can't I don't want to go into like my late 20s you know when I meant to meet somebody and be the prime time I was like I need to you know step up my game and look mm. at what's out there mm. um and for me um sh- stress I think played a big role um in triggering outbreaks mm. um so yeah one thing that just springs to mind straight away is stress management mm-hmm. um and yeah. just not burning the candle at both ends and these days I'm like so zen compared to <laughs> how I was oh, like I don't really go out you know partying yeah, that much yeah, yeah. um and I just have like sometimes like a day you know on a Sunday where you know I'm not really Healthier doing much Sunday. I know I'm just yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah I've not had an outbreak since and I do think a big part is self-care mm. um you know looking after yourself and stress management um and for me I got into yoga um as well <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah and I've you know um toyed with meditation but I find yoga for me just works um and I just feel so like you know lovely afterwards and um so that's a big lifestyle um change that I made and I think it's really helped diet wise do you do yoga kind of regularly is it like a daily thing or every couple of days is it daily you daily do daily at the minute yeah oh, um, I'm the same I have to say and I never used to do yoga daily but through a kind of lockdown the pandemic situation I have been doing yoga daily and it's been life-changing like 
especially if you've had a really busy and stressful day if you're on screens a lot and and you're really in your mind all day like I try and do um either in the morning or after work um I find it has such an amazing impact like it just kind of connects my brain back to my body yeah yeah Yeah. how you feel afterwards and if you compare that before you do it I just feel like so floaty and just so relaxed and like getting into that parasympathetic nervous system which I think previously yeah was just sympathetic nervous system fight and flight mode the whole time Whereas, yeah, I just think to get into that parasympathetic nervous system mode, yoga for me is just something that helps me get into it. I think uh, it's a good like um, gateway uh, for people who maybe struggle with meditation, you know, because I think meditation can be, if someone's got a really busy mind and they've never done anything like it before, it can be really quite hard. It can maybe be quite frustrating as well because you're like trying to tame this beast almost. Yep. And um, But I feel that yoga is like such an amazing gateway to that because you can mm-hmm. just feel like just stretch and breathe yep. with your body and kind of like get yourself more in sync before you maybe move into some sort of meditative practice. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's how I think that's cool no. for me. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm quite a fidgety person. And when I, I, I do <laughs> meditate, I do about five minutes a day um, yeah. in front of a red light lamp. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I think just... I've seen you actually on, a, yeah. on Instagram stories. I know. I really want to get one of them, actually. I love all the red light stuff. Like, I've been into like the far infrared saunas and I just so amazing. amazing honestly how good do you feel yeah, yeah so good so yeah I'll need to get one actually yeah and they say that you know it's good for our skin um collagen production and I just think as well if you feel good behind that um, warm light as well um anything that makes you feel good um, whether it is you know placebo or know. you know actually <laughs> makes you feel good but um so yeah in terms of diet back you know, when I was 18, kind of through um, those early 20s, in the back of my mind, I was kind of an anti-inflammatory diet, but kind of sometimes totally off the rails when I was at uni and stuff. But I've always kind of followed, um, and recently it's anti-inflammatory diet mainly. Um, Gluten for me is a no-no um I've noticed when I eat that I've not actually been tested for celiac disease Mm -hmm. um but when I eat it I've had like you know a little bit of patches come up sometimes um so it's interesting because I I had a taste and was a negative for celiac um but I know there's quite a lot of good research out there about celiac and psoriasis yeah um but I so I was negative for that but I have actually <laughs> persevered with gluten being a big fan of yeah just things like toast and you know I know there's a lot of benefits that people talk about with sourdough and things like that so I really tried to introduce these things back into my diet but um yeah it just it really doesn't work for me and I I don't always even see it in my skin I tend to see it in like I get really bloated I feel incredibly lethargic Mm -hmm. and I start to get kind of aches in my muscles and joints um and so I mean I would say for the most part I'm kind of like probably 80 20 with gluten now um but if I eat gluten consecutively like day after day then I'm just floored like um I've kind of tried to steer clear of that um, yeah yeah f- yeah gluten's the only food for me that I'm pretty much no because mm-hmm. I do kind of see direct results and yeah. um symptoms from it and yeah I just 
it's not worth it for me in that respect mm. whereas like yeah so I've been tested by the doctors for mm. um you know a dairy um allergy and nothing came back with that mm-hmm. but I do notice that if I do eat a lot of it it can aggravate yeah. my skin but yeah. with similar with eggs actually I've got an intolerance to egg whites mm-hmm. um but I'm a bit with dairy and eggs a bit of an 8 to 20 rule as well yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you have to kind of you know <laughs> it's about it's about balance but you're it your own is. best doctor and you have to say is this worth a hit you know um, and especially if it's a long-term thing that you're managing um because I think well for me so like I seem to be okay with cheese now um, and I really enjoy cheese Mm. um so I do have cheese now and then on various things but I know like things like milk and cream for me are huge no-nos in fact yogurt as well and I know there's a lot of probiotic benefits to yogurt but the the three of them really I would have a kind of a very quick reaction um but cheese I seem to be like I seem to be all right with so um so my diet's probably a lot more flexible now I have to say than it's ever been but I feel that's maybe because I've kind of supported my gut a lot more and I've got into a much better place with it so no yeah definitely I think it's just now I'm a whole foods diet really um and kind of trying to get rid of you know take like processed foods that have all the emulsifiers in it and the additives and high sugar um and you know the inflammatory fats and yeah moving towards you know healthier fats you know oily fish avocados um and and yeah um, fermented foods in the past few years have been focusing on that with the gut health you know kefir coconut yogurt as well Um, if you're trying to avoid the dairy coconut yogurt which is great Mm. um and also recently been introducing collagen and gelatine as well and bone broths um just because yeah Mm -hmm. great it's got um, l-glutamine and the amino acid in that's meant to be really soothing and healing for the gut and like you said i think healing the gut will help you know with food intolerances and sensitivities um so yeah um fixing and you know managing I think psoriasis is you know a journey and it's not a quick fix um and there will be ups and downs um, but I think it's having knowledge and it's not one thing it isn't just stress just diet for me it's all these little things and just having knowledge on that and trying to make the best decisions I can um And I think that's a really good point you make is like that kind of all these little things and this kind of holistic approach because I feel like we try and separate everything like I feel like the current system medical system is like right go over here for your stomach problems over here for your skin problems over here and it kind of like splits everything up um and even now like I notice it a lot like with mental health like we were talking about we people talk a lot about a lot more now about their mental health which I think is brilliant But I also just think, well, that that is still connected to your physical health, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like the the thoughts that, they, that you're thinking and, um, you know, that that will have an impact on your body. Like there's a great quote that's like um, every cell in your body is eavesdropping on your thoughts. Um, yeah. you know so I think there's still there's still that correlation there can't possibly not be because it's all part of the, yeah. the one thing. Um. And that's something I'm really mindful of because I think you can eat an amazing diet and do all these kind of great things. But actually, see if you have if you're very stressed about your diet or if 
you know you you suffer a bereavement or you mm. have a big stressful situation or you have you know that is going to have an impact no matter how many kind of vegetables you're eating um so yeah it's, it is a very holistic approach that needs to be taken I think um yeah, definitely. The, the body as yeah. a whole so yeah. are there other specific things that you do then um so you talked about like yoga and like do you have like like for me like I'll have a kind of daily green smoothie um, I'll do yoga some meditation um, you know these kind of things do you have a kind of list of things for you that really um yeah hot drink wise green tea for me I just feel um, amazing after it like all the antioxidants um, that's kind of something that I just feel is great for my skin mm. um I think getting outside as well um you know getting some sunlight um yeah even during these horrible <laughs> wintry <laughs> dark times but um I think for me it's just like getting out um you know having like a good routine you mentioned yoga um 8 to 20 rule as well not being too hard on myself you know if you do you know mm-hmm. wanting to have that chocolate or something like that I think like you said having stress around food rules um isn't beneficial either um and s- social time as well I think that's so important um you know for your you know, mental and physical health mm. um and just reflecting back you know on when I did my psoriasis was at its worst mm-hmm. I think my mindset was all wrong as well I had no self-compassion I was just yeah you know and how you spoke to yourself and yeah now I just think you know I want to look after myself because you know I'm you know I deserve to be healthy and whereas back in I just had a lot of hatred I guess for how I looked and how I felt and as well I think relationships having nurturing relationships is so important for our physical health as well getting rid of toxic relationships like now I've got such a supportive partner Mm. lovely friends and I just think yeah this holistic wraparound approach is so important to psoriasis it's not just like you said the skin yeah it's you know you know you've got your gut and all of the you know other parts of the body but then you've got all of this outside um world even like toxic, toxic exposure, things like that. I'm trying, I'm getting into now. You know about um, yeah, yeah. water. Like I'm trying to filter all my water. Um, yeah. Blue light glasses for the screens. Yeah, just trying yeah. to do everything. You may not think it has a direct, you know, impact on, you know, the skin. Um, but I do think just all these little things do add up just to make you a stronger more resilient person it's all these different types of stresses as well because it's like the the blue light from the screen stresses your eyes and you know it's like the impact of relationships can make you feel stressed I think it's like all these different like stresses um that can all impact the body and I think you know you're so spot on with the kind of self-compassion and I feel that really deeply because I think for me I and and I think probably others out there and others maybe listening just now, you know, if you're in a very frustrated position with yourself trying to heal your skin, you can be your own worst yeah. enemy and you're, you know, you can be your biggest bully almost, um, you know, kind of like getting very frustrated, getting angry with yourself for not 
yeah, healing yourself. Healing, I, I think, and that's that's a horrible position to be in, and it's actually very frustrating if you're listening to lots of people like us going, "It can be done. It is possible." And I know. Yeah. You start kind of getting angry with yourself. So I think starting with self compassion. Yep really yeah. being more mindful of your yeah. thoughts and listening to what yeah. you're saying to yourself and how you're talking mm. to yourself like that's a really good starting point yeah. isn't it for people um who are maybe trying to trying to heal their skin and if they're not yeah. quite there yet or they're finding it difficult it is really difficult when you're covered you know yeah. with you know something that isn't normal like you know yeah. your skin is different to other people and you think people are looking at you and mm-hmm yeah you're getting frustrated that you know it's not going away um I just wanted to hide away I didn't want to see anybody um and I was like 18 19 20 you know these are the times where you want to be out um so yeah it is is, I think there is a big impact psychologically on people who have skin conditions um so no it's really good that you're doing a podcast like this to you know for people who can listen who have got it and yeah yeah I just want to raise like you know raise a bit of awareness about um a bit of a, a re- awareness and a bit of hope because mm. I think um if you're stuck in that place certainly where I was for 18 years it's like you kind of go around in circles a little bit on your own and mm-hmm. you get very frustrated and fed up and keep trying things and keep failing you know yeah <laughs> you want to use that word but I just think like for all of it for me for the 18 years it was like always learning and it was trial and yeah. error and yeah. it was like so there was always progress it's just yeah. I wasn't aware of it because I was only looking at the skin yeah and being like why is it not gone yet mm. um so I think, yeah, I think what's helpful, hopefully, to people who listen to the podcast is that they, they're listening to lots of different people, share lots of different experiences yeah. and, you know, where they've come from, how long they've had the condition, you know, and the, the benefits they've felt because, you know, seven years of not having that kind of battle really yeah. with yourself and for me as well, you know, six years, it's, it's life changing. Yeah, it really it's is. absolutely life changing. And like, sometimes I literally do have to pinch myself in the mornings and be yeah. like I'm not having to deal with like the itch pain and the discomfort and all this stuff that went on for yeah. years I and because know. it was so ingrained in me it was such a daily part of yeah. my life um and that's not to, men- to mention the kind of mental obsessing of it as well mm. which was a daily part of my life so um so yeah I think it's just a good message to people that you know to be hopeful yeah. and to um keep keep believing that there is there is yeah and yeah I just think we're all our individual and what would work for me what would work for you you know it it's all different and what are our triggers are all different as well um so yeah it is complex but you know um I think sometimes like finding the overarching so it's a bit like you see like the stress management and it's like you know stress it just happens that some of ours are similar but yeah stress management for someone else might be actually going to a boxing ring yeah like, yeah no definitely you know, yeah. a football around or playing the guitar yeah. or you yeah. know everybody's got different releases yeah. so I think it's like acknowledging that you need stress management yeah, yeah. that that's a high priority that's part of that self-compassion yeah. and then kind of working out well what's your yeah. stress management um not that people have to go and do yoga no no of course not it sounds quite <laughs> people might be like oh it sounds really cliche like nutritional therapist that's the yoga <laughs> you know, know. <laughs> not, yoga and self-love <laughs> no no but I'm 
totally like you know if it's taking your dog for a walk if it's yeah ringing your friend for a chat if it's having a bath or if it, you know if it's yeah, totally. whatever like you can just kind of switch off from you know everything can just enjoy um you know definitely and I think finding other things like because some people might be like oh well actually eating junk food and drinking loads of alcohol is like my stress relief um and I and alcohol I mean maybe it can be a big stress relief for people but I think it's like the knock-on implications of that and it's like I think when you've probably had psoriasis for long enough you kind of start to see the pattern of actually if I drink alcohol or I drink it to excess I have I feel more anxious mm-hmm. I feel less confident I see it in my skin yeah. and so it's like figure I mean for me I was like well I cut it out completely for a year um, and then I introduced it back in slowly and I'm yep. quite specific about what I drink now yep. um, so I'm are you similar so um, actually um, me and my partner have been sober for like nine months now have um, you? well he it's did it first <laughs> I know and then I was you. like oh you're going sober and he read this book um, I can't remember the name of it now but I have to tell you is, so it, you is it, it one year no beer whoa it's got I think it's called the the naked mind it's what it's called the naked mind it's just come to my head um by someone called yeah yeah so he just stopped completely I was I need to read this just to see (laughs) what's made him stop completely and yeah having read that book I just I was like you know what I'm gonna see if I can go you know a few months without it um so yeah um nine months now and still we're oh. gonna try and get to a year really? um, but it's amazing I have to say when I stopped drinking for a year and I probably could have done it for life um I probably gave in a little bit to social pressures yeah. um but I did it for a year I read that Naked Mind book I read one year, year. Read yeah, yeah. It's, a, yeah it's a really good book yeah. I read The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober which is another great book um, and I think they really change your perception of alcohol because yeah. I think you've just kind of grown up with it. It's a, quite a cultural mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so it really shifts your perception and everything. I can't remember if it's in Naked Mind or in The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober. But one thing I loved was like um, how alcohol is presented to us how it's presented as so special and you know behind the bar and how it's laid out and how it comes yeah I think it is I think it is the naked naked mind yeah and it's like it's in these amazing glasses and you know you order like a a soft drink and it's like (laughs) (laughs) dumped down in a tumbler (laughs) and you're like oh thanks you know um and you know I think when you're looking at health and things like that you know how important is water I mean water is like the elixir of life um, but it's kind of not treated that way yeah. uh, and certainly in kind of western world yeah. so I just find it like fascinating the kind of culture around alcohol um, yeah. so yeah it really changed my perception so I stopped for a year but then I kind of slowly started to introduce it and it was really only at kind of social occasions and events and it was like I'll have one glass of this or one glass of that um, and I tended to stick to kind of like gin or kind of like quite clean spirits. Yeah. Um, and now, like at the moment, I'd have like a mulled wine or something. Yeah, I like, know, yeah. In the Christmas yeah. time. But but yeah, I, I kind of cut down the regular drinking yeah. after that year off. I was just like, I just don't need that. Like. No. 
No, I think it's having a time off alcohol has been a good kind of reset button. Um, because for me, looking back at my psoriasis history, binge drinking was a big factor for me. Um, but, and yeah, I think I'd have to go to a social, when I went to a a social event, Mm. having to have a drink to feel I think just you know confident and yeah just yeah. it was just part like you said it's just part and parcel of what you do you don't question yeah. it and when you question yeah. it you're like the weird one um <laughs> but I do feel now you know I've been to a few social events and not drank when I usually would yeah. have and I think the more you do it the more but I do think I probably will you know have a drink every now and again um yeah. in the future just change as well I find so like having yeah. not drank for a year I was like I didn't l- enjoy alcohol that much I have to say like when I started drinking again I was like "Mm." Um, and that's probably why I drink a lot less now because if I'm not enjoying something I just literally won't drink it whereas I think a lot of times when you're at a social event you just kind of drink through it and you're like you have two or three glasses of wine that you're not that fussed about whereas now I would literally be like not drinking that yeah oh it's not for me so your taste buds definitely change um which which is probably great <laughs> yeah no, it is great. <laughs> and then yeah just knowing what I know now from doing a bit of a research around psoriasis and how it can you know contribute to intestinal permeability and you know liver detox um compromised liver yeah. and I kind of just feel I had the analogy of kind of a bucket and you just mm. You fill it, you know, have a drink here, get, you know, just mm. kind of fill it with all these toxins and then it overspills. And that's sometimes when, you know, a psoriasis outbreak can happen. But if you kind of, you know, balance moderation, mm. I think that's when, you know, the bucket doesn't overspill and tip over. And um, that's a great analogy. That's fair. Yeah. I, I just think when I look back, it, yeah, it's just all these things piled on top of each other. And that's when kind of um, things got pretty bad for me but now it is just you know balance and self-awareness um and I think yeah um just I think yeah more knowledge and papers are coming out now about psoriasis and I think I think you've mentioned we've got to talk about this paper by Dr Eli um is psoriasis a bowel disease I think you've mentioned it yeah yeah it's so interesting it's like a bible to me I love it so much (laughs) just like looking at everything it's saying Um, I know and there's a couple of podcasts that go into um, to detail about it but I think it's it's probably a really key um study that's been done yeah and I think this is probably another thing I mean I talk about this on the podcast quite a lot but just research in general and mm. um, you know there's not well what I find I don't know what you find but yeah. looking at the research there does seem to be quite a lot of research into diet and a lifestyle intervention for psoriasis that's largely positive mm. I think what we're really kind of lacking is the bigger investment in research in this area so the larger studies yeah. more long-term studies these kind of things um but what was great about that one was that they did do a follow-up I think after two years um and like 87 percent of people mm. um were still clear or still had improvement with their skin yeah so I think it's um yeah it's it's a really interesting one no what I like about that paper as well it kind of gets to the root cause of what could Mm. be you know um behind psoriasis as well um which I just find fascinating um yeah going back to the gut but um just different parts you know the gut microbiome dysbiosis and then about the liver being you know overloaded and bile acids um 
and then systemic inflammation when you have intestinal permeability and it kind of just it like you said it links this big system together where everything works together and um, at the end this he gives some really good recommendations about you know practical things that we can do um, mm. and I just thought that was a really useful paper um, and definitely if I work with psoriasis patients in the future something that I'll be you know um, looking at you know nothing's harmful really from what well, he's saying yeah it's, it's and similarly with um pagano i mean i don't know if you if you use pagano or, or came across it it's obviously I've come across him yeah so pagano mm. published in 1991 um, so long ago yeah that's how long i did come across him when i was actually going through my journey i didn't, didn't. actually come across that did no no but now I've heard of him, yeah. Yeah, so I came across him probably quite early on. I mean, I think I had Pagano's book, I mean, maybe even for like 10 years before. Okay. <laughs> you know, I had it for a long time, yeah. I mean, I heard about it. I'm trying to think of like the timescales. So yeah, it was 91. So maybe maybe in my early 20s or something yeah. I came across it. But yeah, I, um, I read it and was fascinated. But I think it was just... I think that the challenge was then and this was before the same kind of like social media interaction yeah. and all these kind of people talking about these kind of things I think it was like it felt like a bit of a single book yeah. in a sea of like specialists and dermatologists and other yeah. people telling you something completely yeah. different so um but what's fascinating about it is you know that book that was published in 1991 talks about basically leaky gut or yes. no permeability yeah. and you're like it's right. crazy um that it was so long ago and um yeah and it wasn't kind of brought into the mainstream you know that's such an amazing opportunity I know yeah yeah anyway that's where we're at well um let's um yeah the other thing I didn't know if there was anything else you wanted to chat about before we kind of wrap up um but I wanted to get just your details for people if they're looking for you online um if you're happy to share yeah so um mostly active on instagram um yeah. and that is just at sophia francesca um yeah my website is under construction so um hopefully by next month that'll be uh, up and about oh great but, yeah so if we find you on instagram then the, yeah. you'll have your website up there in it so yeah it's good to go oh that's perfect yeah. nice okay. Oh, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed that yeah. chat. That was really interesting. Yeah, I feel like we could chat all day about <laughs> um, psoriasis and yeah, yeah, everything around it. And oh. no, it's very anyway, well, you know, there's always an opportunity to come back on, and yeah. um, you know, maybe like once you um, have, you know, I know you just started. Did you say September? You kind of started. yeah. So I have had. Um, a few clients with skin conditions um, like acne and eczema yeah, yeah. but I was thinking about it and you do I am looking at the gut first and foremost you yeah. know looking at stress looking at food intolerances mm. similar approach you know I would look at with yeah. psoriasis pay, um, clients um, but yeah s- skin conditions issues seem to be quite prevalent really with the clients yeah. I'm seeing um, and yeah and that would make sense, I think, with the gut, because yeah. probably with our diet being, I mean, I think I listened to a thing the other day that was like, 
um, 60% of the, the kind of Western diet is like highly processed and you know so all these kind of things like if you factor in like antibiotics it's highly processed yeah. diet the culture around alcohol know. you know it's like it's a, it's yeah. a perfect storm it's just a tick tick, tick. <laughs> yeah I ask all these questions and I'm, like, I'm not surprised and you know I, it's just so lovely to be able to inform people and yeah. you know, educate them um, well, that's exciting oh, well I wish you all the yeah. best of luck um, and yeah maybe you'll come back on gutted again next year and tell us a little bit about some of the patients yeah. with and successes you've seen um, with diet and lifestyle intervention so thank you so much thank Sophia you. it was lovely to have you on thank uh, you for having me thank you oh, my pleasure take care thank you, thank you. Thank you.